The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Those of you that may be divorced right now, you have every right to have a prophetic vision for marriage. You have every right to get the prophetic mind of God about marriage and family. The key word Jesus said that God had to put you together. Those were the key words. If you're in a relationship and God didn't put you in that relationship, perhaps you put yourself in that relationship, then you have every right to get separated out of that relationship. Because your attitude ought to be, I want to live by the prophecy in the book concerning marriage. I want God to join that person to me where we're no longer going to be two, but we're going to be one flesh. I want God to do that. No matter how many times you've been married, you're entitled to be married at least once the right way. So if you've been on the wrong bus, you need to get off that bus and wait for the right bus because God will surely send that bus along. Can you say amen? So the Pharisees asked Jesus this question because they didn't have the prophetic mind of God. They had their own carnal minds. They had their own legalistic minds. And when we don't have the right picture about life, regardless what the issue is, then we lose our way. Understanding is dull. Our vision is blurred. And we ask silly questions like this. Well, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? So Jesus pretty much told the Pharisees, you don't have a prophetic vision. Your vision for marriage is not based on the prophetic mind of God as he declared in his word at the beginning. Glory. And Without the prophetic mind of God, we have a tendency to build our houses on sand. Whatever we're trying to build, we, try, we end up building that thing on sand. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. He said, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended. The floods came, and the wind blew and beat upon the house, but the house stood because it was built on a rock. Then Jesus went on to say, but whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, I liken him unto a foolish man because he built his house upon sand. The rains descended. Huh? The floods came. And the winds blew, and they beat upon that house. And great was the fall of that house, because it was built upon sand. Please notice in life, while we need a prophetic vision, we need to live our lives with prophetic living, because we're going to be subjugated to the rain. We're going to be subjugated to the floods. We're going to be subjugated to the winds, and those winds... Those contrary winds, they're going to beat upon our house. They're going to blow against us. They're going to beat upon us. But the question is, will you stand 
or will you fall? But if you're living prophetically, you'll always stand because you see the answer. You see the answer. And you see that answer by faith. Without the prophetic mind of God, we're like the blind leading the blind. Can you imagine that Jesus said in Matthew 15? We're following leaders who are blind and we're just as blind as them. He said, if the blind follow the blind, they both shall fall in the ditch. And why are you blind? Because you don't have sight. You're blind because you don't have vision. You're blind because you don't have the prophetic mind of God. With the prophetic mind of God, we begin to live our lives prophetically based on the prophecy of the book. Glory. Glory. So prophetic living is really living by faith. Let me say it again. Prophetic living is really living by faith. When you're living with prophetic living, you don't call sickness disease. You don't call lack poverty. You don't call a challenge a crisis. You don't call problems and difficulties in your marriage divorce. Because you see the answer. The answer that God has already provided in the prophecy of the book. What good is it to have a prophecy in the book if we're not going to live out that prophecy. But how can you live out that prophecy if you don't have vision? You must have a prophetic vision. Glory to God. Glory to God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Well, let me, t- let me talk about ch- uh, ch- 1 Corinthians chapter 2 first. Here's what the apostle said there first. In 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 16, Paul says, he asked the question, who has had the mind of God that they may instruct the Lord? And obviously the answer is no one. But Paul goes on to say, but we have the mind of God. What was Paul saying? None of us are in a position to instruct God Because we really don't have the mind of God. We can only have the prophetic mind of God based on the prophecy of the book. So Paul says, who has had the mind of God to instruct the Lord? Absolutely no one. But yet Paul goes on to say, but we have the mind of God. We have the mind of God because we have a vision. Can you see in the prophecy of the book? On any issue, on any subject, can you see yourself walking that out, living that out? Can you see yourself possessing it? Can you see yourself becoming one with it? That's prophetic living. Glory to God. Then in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, and Paul says, since we're all having the same spirit of faith, We're all having the same spirit of faith as it is written, according as it is written. Therefore, have I believed and I have spoken. And we also believe and therefore speak. 
I need you to get this. What was Paul saying? We have the same spirit of faith according to Psalms 116 verse 10. What is the spirit of faith? The spirit of faith is you believed and you speak it. We also believe and we speak. That's prophetic living. Prophetic living is living by faith. I know down through the years, that's the only way we've lived. We've lived by faith. I mean, you may look at us and some people, you know, somebody from the outside may look at us and say, those people have to be crazy. We bought property by faith. Bought homes by faith. Provided for our family by faith. Did everything by faith. By seeing the answer, even though we couldn't touch the reality of it, but because of prophetic living, you begin to possess what you see. You begin to possess what you believe and what you say. It's real simple, beloved. Paul says you got to see it, believe it, and speak it. Let me say that again. That's the spirit of faith. That's prophetic living. You got to see it. When you hear the words of the Lord from the book of the prophecy, what are you seeing? What good is to hear a message on prosperity if you can't see yourself prospering? What good is it to hear a message on healing if you can't see yourself well and whole? What good is it? What good is to hear about peace from the prophecy of the book if you can only see turmoil in your life? What good is it? You got to see it. When you hear it, you got to see it. Then you believe it. And then you say it. That's the spirit of prophecy. That is prophetic living. Glory to God. The question is, what do you see right now? All of us have needs. All of us, as long as you're here on planet Earth, you're going to have needs in your life. But what are you seeing? What are you seeing? Tell me what you see, and I'll tell you what you believe. And because you believe it, you're going to say it. You see, out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. Is that right? So Paul says, we all have in the same spirit of faith. What is that spirit of faith? We have believed, and therefore we have spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. So we got to see it. We got to believe it. We must say it. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'll never forget one time, and I may have shared this before, in the very first church I started. I started a church with my wife and two babies in diapers. That's how I started out. Huh? I left the crowd. I had a crowd of people following me. I was meeting in the Baptist church on Sunday nights and Friday nights. It had a good crowd of people coming for our evangelistic meetings. But when God told me to start that church, I wanted to start it with integrity. Didn't want to start it with the other pastor's members. Didn't want to start with nobody's sheep. I only wanted to start it with those that God had given me. 
And God at that time had given me a wife and two babies in diapers. Huh? But I never forget this little church and God began to add on to the church. And we had a few people that joined the church. And my brother, who's the bishop, he would come on Friday nights and Sunday nights and he would play the keyboard for me. I would sing and he would play. And I appreciated him so much, this keyboard kept breaking. So every other week I'm taking it in to have something repaired on this little keyboard. And he kept saying, you know, you know, Jerry, you really need a Hammond organ. You know, we're sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Just Pentecostal folk, huh? See, that was the vision back then. You had to have a Hammond organ and a Leslie speaker, huh? And, and, and he said, Jerry, you really need a Hammond organ, huh? We're really going to get the Holy Ghost up in that place. And i never forget, I stood one night and I said to the church, I'm believing God for a Hammond organ. My wife stood up and said, I see the organ right there. This is a true story, beloved. She said, I see it right there. My heart sank a little bit. I said, Lord, she's seeing it. Where is it? But that was prophetic living. Huh? And I don't think two weeks went by. We received a call from a man who had a Hammond A100 organ. My God. Hammond A100. And he said, you know, uh, I got arthritis in both of my hands now, and, and I'm not playing anymore, and, and I just want to know if y'all can use an organ. Huh? So we had the Hammond organ. But we were still believing for that Leslie speaker. Huh? Long story short, God blessed us with the Leslie speaker. Not a 135, not a 145, but a model 900 like rock bands use. Huh? Brand new. God blessed us with that. All because of prophetic living. Huh? Somebody saw something. Somebody believed something. And then they said it. And why are we afraid to say it? Well, maybe we don't believe it. Why don't we believe it? Because we sometimes believe that will never be true for us. But this is the prophecy of the book. If it's in the prophecy of the book, it's been prophesied that that will be yours. Regardless of what the book is saying, if it's in the book, it's yours. And that's prophetic living. Stop limiting yourself. Take the limit off of God and begin to live. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. And that you may have life more abundantly. But how can you experience abundant life when you can't see it prophetically? And if you can't see it prophetically, you're never going to believe it. You're never going to say it. Glory to God. Never going to say it. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You'll get there. You'll get there. Without a vision, where there is no vision, people perish. They just fall to the wayside. No sense of purpose. No sense of a plan from God. No sense of direction. Glory to God. So living by faith is living according to the prophecy of the book. Huh? And with prophetic, prophetic vision, again, we see it. We see it.
We believe it. We say it. That's been the story of my ministry. That's been the story of my marriage, my family. That's been the story of my life. Just believing God. And I can only believe what I can see. I don't care how many times you read the scriptures, you hear something preached or taught out of the scriptures, it's going to go in one ear and out the other until you see the picture. And that's your prophetic vision. And that's how you live, beloved. That's how you live. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Let me say it again. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Now Paul is talking about physical sight. We do not live by the things we see in this three-dimensional world physically. We don't live by that. We have to live by the prophecy of the book. That's prophetic living. So physical sight looks at appearances every time. If you're walking by physical sight, you're always looking at how bad something is, how little you have. You're always looking at how bad you feel, what the doctor said. Oh, my, what am I going to do? You're looking at physical sight. But Paul says we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And when you walk by faith, you're looking to God. You're looking to God. And you're going back to what did, what did God say in the prophecy of the book. So you look to God and you're seeing the answer. You're living by seeing the answer. Glory to God. Sometimes it gets a little scary. When I think about golden years. Huh? Some of you have gone through that. Some of you are there right now. When you think about golden years, what am I going to do in my golden years? And sometimes, you know, people say you got to plan for retirement. You got to plan for the future. All that's good on one level. But if you don't live by the prophecy of the book, if you don't live by that prophetic vision, then you're never going to come into that picture. You're never going to come into it. I don't care how much money you say. I don't care what, what kind of egg, egg nest you have or what kind of backup plan you have. The question is, what do you see? The things we see, we attract. If we see ourselves doing well, we attract those things. You know, when you live good, good is attracted to you. When you walk in the prophecy of this book, then you attract the fulfillment of this book in your life. Huh? Glory to God. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. In closing, let me say this. Prophetic living always helps us to see God. Do you see God in a situation? No matter what it is, we see everything but God. But you must see God and the answer. Otherwise, you're not living prophetically. You're living pathetically when the Lord has provided us. 
Somebody said there's almost 4,000 promises in the Bible. My most reading about that, my most recent reading about that is there's 3,800 promises in the Bible. So we got at least 3,800, 3,800 opportunities to live by the prophecy in the book. The question is, do you see God in the answer? Or do you see failure? Do you see problem? Do you see crisis, challenge? Do you see calamity, things getting bad rather than better? So prophetic living is this, beloved. It's calling those things that be not as though they were. It's been fully persuaded that God is able to perform what he has promised. What God has promised, he is also able to perform it. That's prophetic living. Walking by faith, not by sight. Walking, living, being driven by what you see. Being driven by a vision. If you don't keep that vision before your eyes, that is the eye of your mind, then you're going to get discouraged. You're going to feel like giving up. You're going to be quick to say, well, this stuff don't work. Well, it works, but you have to work it. And you work it by being a doer of God's word. You work it by believing what God has said. You work it by forming that picture in your mind, forming that vision, and allowing that vision to be your motivating factor. Allowing that vision to be the few to energize you in life. We can be the head and not the tail. We can be above and not beneath. We can be called and, and, and truly and, and it be said, we are the people of God. And the people of God lives by the prophecy of the book. So the Lord says, behold, I am coming quickly. I am coming quickly. And blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. To keep the words of the prophecy of this book is not to be a hearer only, but a doer. To keep the prophecy of the words of this book is to walk in the answer. You see it. You believe it. And you say it. And you will have what you say. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the prophecy of the book. Thank you we can live based on every prophetic truth that you've given us. For what you said is true. Help us not to form visions and outlooks based on failure and defeat. But help us, Father God, to see the answer. To see you in the middle of every situation. Help us to see ourselves going to the other side. Help us to see that we're already there, Father. And help us not just to see it, but we want to believe it. We want to believe it and say it. We say it with our mouths. That's prophetic living. And we want to live prophetically. Because you've already prophesied 
the end before the beginning. You've already prophesied our victory, our success. You've already pro prophesied that we will prosper in whatsoever we do. You've already prophesied that. And Lord, we see it. We see it by faith. And we walk in it right now. So we say to sickness and disease, we are healed. We say to lack in poverty, all of our needs are met according to his riches and glory. And we say to trouble, to challenges of life, we say that we are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loved us and gave himself for us. We say we have the victory. We have the victory in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father God, that our outcome is always according to the prophecy of your book. So even when it seems like failure, we know that's just a bump in the road. We know that's part of the process. But we will get to the other side and we will be perfect entire, wanting nothing because we're living prophetically according to the prophecy of the book. In Jesus' name, the prophecy of the book also says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God sees you as part of his family even before you decided to be in the family. God was thinking about you when you didn't have your mind studying about God, as we would say. You wasn't studying God, but God was thinking about you. Huh? And he'll say, if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died for you, he was buried for you, and he rose the third day according to scripture for you, if you confess those things with your mouth, believe those things in your heart, see the picture of Jesus dying on the cross for you. See the picture of Jesus taking upon your sins, taking them upon himself, atoning for your sins. So if you will confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the prophecy of the book says, you shall be saved. You see it, you believe it, and you say it. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But you have to see it. You must believe it in your heart. Then you say it. You confess, I am saved. I am a child of God. I'm in the family of God. And that's when you begin your prophetic living. All oh, the pathetic past is the thing behind you. And now God has set before you victory and success because of the prophecy of the book. In Jesus' name. Amen. Live your life. Live it to the fullest because Jesus came to give you life and life in abundance. And whatever you do, always walk in love. There's power in love. Walk in love and have faith in God. 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.